0: This episode is brought to you by Objective Outcomes. If you're tired of fad diets, yo-yo dieting, and quick fixes that don't last, you should start a sustainable behavior-based personal training that is primed for lifelong changes to promote a healthier lifestyle. You can find us at ObjectiveOutcomesABA.com. Also, if you are seeking remote supervision and interested in the application of ABA in health, sports, and fitness, we offer supervision for unrestricted hours, monthly group supervision where you can meet others on the same track as you. You can find more at ObjectiveOutcomesABA.com.
1: This is an ABA podcast with two BAs and no no BS. BS. This is two BAs on a pod. Hey guys, we are here today. We have no idea what the fuck we're talking about, (laughs) but we do know we're talking to the angry behavior analyst Kayla again, so we're super excited. We have a little bit of an idea, but we're kind of going to go off the cuff and just shoot the shit. I feel like you guys will like it, so don't worry. So welcome back, Kayla. Yeah, welcome back,
2: Kayla.
1: I am pumped. I love off the cuff, baby. (laughs)
0: literally We've like done I did before. Yeah, we we did before. <laughs> I texted Ashley like, "Do you know Friday's coming up like this week?" cuz it came Friday came out of nowhere. Like July came out of nowhere. So yeah, but, oh did. shit like we need to record something <laughs> we need to have an yeah. like, episode. I was like, can we invite Kayla back because I feel like Kayla is gonna just help us with this one. <laughs> yeah, you
2: know what? Sometimes the best conversations come out of like the tiny, the most vague idea, and then they turn into something exactly that's, that's gorgeous. So exactly. I love it. No restrictions.
0: No restrictions, but we'll, we'll we will do our eo AOs, still keep that going. I guess I'll go first. So my EO this week, so in my agency, I don't know, Kayla, if you do this too, but when you're salaried and you have like billable requirements, mm-hmm. do, you, do you have that same thing? Okay. So when your salary as a BCBA, you have like billables, like you have to hit like a certain number in order to like meet your requirement. If you don't hit it, you still get paid the same, but there's like verbal warnings, written warnings, and so forth. So I took pretty much two days off last week. I took Monday and like most of Tuesday off, but I didn't want to take my PTO hours. So I'm like working double this week to hit that requirement. So I'm working long days because of that. So I guess that's my EO is like just to get it done. The Thursday is the last day of the month so that is my eo just to keep going i need to hit that billable because i don't want to get my little consequence from my agency um so that is that and my ao my abolishing operation was actually last week when i took my monday tuesday off for my son's birthday Mm -hmm. my fucking car was towed on tuesday yes fucking annoying I know. Oh I, t- Kayla, you were here last time when I was talking to you about the construction going on. Yes. So I left my car, and it was a no tow away zone. And when I got back from our little birthday vacation, my car was towed. They put a cone right where my car was parked. Um, oh. it was A whole fucking ordeal, a whole scene. Like four hundred dollars later, I get my car out of the impound, and I have a lovely ticket there waiting for me. So.
2: That's so. That is so, so yeah. much money.
0: Yeah, it's a that's lot of so money. Nice. I, I'm going to, like, try to um, get the money back. I, like, filed a claim with the city um, and see. Because I we were gone for, like, 24 hours. So they must have put that cone, like, as soon as we left on Monday. And then yeah. we got back Tuesday early afternoon and it was already gone. I just feel like that's illegal. <laughs> I don't know what the – I don't understand right. how that can be legal. It was in a – I was parked there, like, the whole time, like – when construction was happening, it's like two blocks in front of the complex. So it wasn't like I just started parking there. Like they know who I am. They see me to go to my car. um So yeah, that was my AO to like not, I didn't go to the gym at all last week. I actually just came back from the gym today. So I'm a little bit sweaty. <laughs> if you guys see me, I love it. That. If you You're guys see glowing. me, a sh- I'm a little shiny right now if I just go back from the gym. But last week, I didn't go to the gym at all. I was just like not on social media. I was just not having it last week. So that was my AO, but right. Yeah. That's my saga.
2: That's what I (laughs) feel like you've been
1: having bad luck with your car. Oh my God.
0: It's (laughs) still, it's still like fucked up. So the, my, I had told you actually that my car got hit. I think I told you too, my car was hit. So it's still like dented right now. Um, the insurance, my insurance, like gave me like $2,000 to fix it, but, um, parts, I don't know what's going on with buying yes. parts, like installing parts is like an issue. That's
2: so awesome. they're like,
0: oh, we're going to need your car for like a month. I'm like, no, I can't. I need my car. <laughs> I don't know what oh I'm going to do. I don't have rental, like, renter insurance. So like I can't just get a rental for free. Right. Um, I, it was like four fifty for Monday
2: through Thursday to get a rental. Oh I'm like, God. who the fuck is going to pay that?
1: Oh,
2: so, my God. One of the best yeah. things that ever happened to me when I totaled my car um, I got a rental and it was a freaking BMW SUV. Ooh, nice. It was the bougiest shit ever. I was like, I don't want to give this back. I mean, going yeah. like a hundred miles an hour felt like 40. Right. So, so smooth. Oh, yeah. So that's an EO right there. I was just like, this feels good to speed, baby. This is <laughs> <feel> like speeding. <laughs>
0: um, yeah. <laughs> Did, did you have to pay for the rental or they paid for it? They paid for it. Yeah. See, that's why I guess insurance, get your renter insurance or what the fuck it's called. Mm-hmm. Add it on your package because things times yeah. like this, you need it. Um, mm-hmm. We just didn't want to pay whatever the extra 20 bucks or whatever it is a month. And now I regret it. Yeah. And Lesson learned,
2: baby. Lesson yeah. learned. Yeah.
0: And I can't get it retro- retroactively. They're like, you can get it, but we still can't help you out with this claim. I'm like, oh, fuck off. Yeah, oh, what the fuck? Dude. Why would I get it then? Right. No, it's like <laughs> so. Oh, yeah, man. my car's like got. It still has like I went through the wash, but they like I don't know. They use like permanent marker, <laughs> so I still have like the numbers on my windshield right oh now.
2: Oh my god! Oh god!
0: I'm, I know. I'm just like, don't look at me. I'm embarrassed. Don't look. At it, me it's right too god. sweet man. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> you look cool. <great. laughs> I look cool. Oh my god! So oh my that's god. my life. That's so funny.
1: Love it. Go ahead. Do you want to go next, Kayla, or should? Oh, you want me to go? Okay. Yeah. Whoever. Um, Whatever. So, (laughs) my EO is that um, I just feel very like motivated because I I took ten days like off, but I like disconnected. Yeah, you did. I yeah, I really did. (laughs) Like I really did. I've never taken. like a I vacation missed you. Like that I'm like, before. I haven't <laughs> talked to her. <laughs> I know. I never have taken a vacation like that before. Like I've, cause the thing is my boyfriend and I were long distance for so long. So there were so many times I would fly to North Carolina for like 24 hours. I would come back or I would drive for 12 hours to be there for 16 to drive back. Or I would like, I would always go do that. So I feel like I've traveled. If you like, look at my wallet on my Apple Wallet, like I have so many tickets, but like I've never Mm -hmm. like enjoyed my time. I would be working while I was with him, um, or doing homework or whatever. So I was just like, you know what? I'm not gonna fucking do a damn thing. I'm not gonna open a book. I'm not gonna talk about ABA. I'm not gonna fucking worry about a damn kid the whole time I'm there. And the first few days was hard, but then after like four days, I was like, oh, I love this. (laughs) But now I feel just a lot of motivation. I feel like I um, got a lot of perspective on like what I want to do in my future. Like I was just thinking a lot about like my goals and like where I want my business to go, what I actually want to do with it, my social media presence, like all of that. So I just feel very like motivated and like happy to be back at work. So I feel like taking that time off was a big EO for like my, my presence at work. Cause I felt myself just feeling very like tired and like I just didn't want to like I was just over it like it's just like I'm tired yeah. of these kids I'm tired of sweating all day with them like I'm just so over it but I don't feel like that now maybe after a week I'll go back to that but right, right now I
2: feel good for well, now you <laughs> um,
1: feel recharged yeah and I've exactly. never felt like that after going anywhere like because even um last year my boyfriend and I went to Austin for our anniversary because we want um to move there But I like was there for four days and I got back the day after Thanksgiving and I was like doing homework while I was there. I was working while I was there. I worked as soon as I got back. So I felt like it was just like it wasn't like a real vacation. So this was the first time I ever did that. So that was cool. But um, my AO, I want to talk about it because I talked about how I was going to take the exam, but I don't really feel like it's an AO anymore. But it was for a while because I did fail it. So I failed on my first attempt. Um, And I was a mess about it. That was, I think, a big reason why I wanted to disconnect too because I felt a lot of like, um, I don't even know what the word is. Like I felt myself get very dark in the sense of like, I was just going on Instagram and seeing these people make money off of like OnlyFans or like just stupid (laughs) shit. And I was like, fuck you. Like I was just so angry at all these people. And I don't mean to like, discredit their value because like that's not the point but it was just like fuck like why am I doing something so hard when I could just be making millions of dollars fucking selling my asshole online <laughs> yeah. but uh, so I was just like that became a big ao for me it's not anymore I think taking that time away like I have changed my perspective I feel that's like good. ready to get back into studying like I feel fine now but I just wanted to talk about it because it was if you feel like that like it's normal
0: Yeah, And I was like talking to one of my
1: supervisors about it and she was like, feel it, like let yourself feel it. Who cares? Just don't like get stuck in it. So I let myself feel that for a few days, but I was so pissed. I I don't even know. Like I was like not even mad at myself, which I guess I should have been. I don't even know who I should have been mad at, but I was really just, I was like, God, I fucking hate social media. I hate all these people that – make all this money doing such easy things which i guess i've never done it before so i guess it's not easy quote unquote yeah i don't know like i just was so upset so that was like making me not want to do anything like that just made me want to just like quit and i've never wanted to like quit before but i really felt that for a few days where i was like is it even worth like Doing it again, like who why? And it's five hundred dollars. Like, eh, I'm good. It's five hundred dollars <laughs> or two hundred and fifty. I'm sorry. Oh, now like, it's five hundred dollars now because right. I'm taking it twice.
0: <laughs> I, honestly what you're talking about, Ashley, like the OnlyFans Girl, how they make all that money, like you can't place all of the value on the money because right. I feel like with our work, there's so much other value in it. Oh, like for sure. You know what I mean? Like the progress yeah. that we get or like the the genuine connections that you make, um, just like there's so much other value in our work that I know, like right. you can make more money selling your asshole for sure. But <laughs> that's all the value that they have is just the money that they make, and it's no for sure. It's it's almost purposeless. Like you just do it, you yeah. make the money, and then then what? Like what is the purpose in your life? Is just to make money and just to have a nice body? Like, right? Is that really going to fulfill you at the end of the day? So I think that's something you need to think about. Also those girls are going to be 35, 40, 45. And what the fuck then? I know. So yeah. you're going to be it's 35, true. 40, 45, and you're going to be a seasoned BCB at that time. Right. So that, You know what I mean? So I think just changing that perspective um, is really important, but how do you, what do you think? Like what, what was the sticking point for you in the exam?
1: Um, I think it was, like, anxiety, to be honest. Okay, or, like, yeah. Well, also, um, like, I definitely feel like I have ADHD. Like, I don't have a diagnosis. I know we've talked about this so many times. Yeah. But, um, I don't want to be on Adderall or, like, I don't right. – Because I'm, like, okay, I've made it 26 years without it. And, like, I don't right. want to be on medication. I don't feel, like, that bad. But that was really where I struggled in my studying. Like, I didn't, I didn't take enough mocks. I definitely think that was the problem because I could not do it. Like I yeah. would start it. I started one. I got through five questions. I had to read each question almost 10 times because I couldn't hear what I was reading because I was right. like just getting distracted by my environment. Um, but I also was like, I reevaluated my environment. I changed my entire room. I changed my desk area. Like I was like, okay, I have to do these mocks. Like I fucking have to. So I think it was I didn't do enough mocks and I also just felt very anxious like, while taking the test. Um, And then also, like, I think I need to do more mocks for more practice questions because I did practice questions on my phone, which I really liked a lot. I like the app Mm -hmm. ABA Wizard, but they were not, like, good enough. Like, there was Mm -hmm. some questions that were, like, Oh my god, like all of these answers suck. Like how do I pick the best yes. one out of four shitty answers? Exactly. I really wish the exam was exactly. designed as like presenting you a case study or multiple and you having to give like an anecdotal answer to how you would address that that case. Because right. I just feel like these questions are fucking bullshit to be honest. Like I am not like I'm not trying to say I'm on, like, a high horse. I have so much to learn, but I am not bad at my job. I am not yeah, bad at yeah. what I do. I am not a bad clinician. And these questions do not reflect my ability to, like, give services. Like, they just don't. Mm-hmm. Um, but whatever. I have to take it. So, like, I have to figure exactly. it out. But, exactly. Um, I. I just, like, I did have a supervisor, like, right before I took the test that, like, it's the same one I went to that gave me, like, the advice of, like, oh, just feel how you're feeling. Like, I'm very close with her. I've worked with her since, like, the beginning of my ABA, like, career. But she just made a comment to me about how I finished my hours fast. And I don't think she meant it in a bad way, but I took it, like, fuck, did I do this too fast? Am I ready? Like, I already had all of this, like, anxiety and this, um imposter syndrome Uh, imposter syndrome going Mm -hmm. on from when i got when i finished my hours and they approved my application because i i deal with that from the trauma i've had as a child like i have so i already had that going on and that like amplified it to the point of like i the whole every question i read that i was like i don't know what this answer would be instead of breaking it down i heard her in my head saying well you did your hours too fast
2: And Mm -hmm. I just was like like telling myself, yeah.
1: Yeah. So instead of like breaking down my question in my head, I was just like, well, maybe if you didn't finish your hours too fast, you'd know. And then I was like, shut up, Ashley, don't think like that. So every question, I was going through this like internal dialogue. So that was definitely what I think fucked me up. And then I had a question: who were the person? in the situation had my mother's name and that was just like the cherry on top. Cause I was like this fucking bitch. Like she had, her name is fucking Holly. Okay. I'm going to throw her out there. I don't give a fuck. If you're listening, suck a dick. (laughs) <laughs> I'm like, whose name? Who has that name? Like that is such a like, it's not a common name. It's not. Right. So I was just like, what the fuck? Like after it was like question 104. I was like, really? Like, right. I've just been like sweating this whole time. And now this yeah. floor is up in this shit. Like, I just can't. So whatever. Uh, you so know I think what, that's, that's what it was.
0: I'm happy that you kind of identified because I don't I don't want to pressure you, but I know you, Ashley, and I know you know your content. Yeah. I, I know you know Thank your you. shit. Yeah, <laughs> Thank like that's you. why I'm like I didn't want to like pressure you, like oh you're gonna pass whatever. But I know like the content of the exam, you know, because I know you, right?
1: Thank but you. But I I,
0: yeah, but I know like the anxiety and the self doubt and the impostor. I know you battle with that, so I'm happy that you identified it, and then now you can kind of tackle it going in.
2: Right. Yeah. Yeah. It becomes like a self-serving thing too. Like me, I knew it. I knew that it was too fast. And then you almost like trick yourself into being wrong, which, which makes you question every single answer that you make. So then when you go in almost with like this bias of I'm rushing and I shouldn't be doing this, then even the most correct answer, you'll be questioning it. So that's like a position to go in exactly I feel yeah, <laughs> yeah
0: exactly but you got this
2: girl you'll, you'll do it <laughs> Thank you do. Yeah. as long as you're like aware enough to realize that hey this is what was going on and this is kind yeah, of right. a, a shift that i can take
0: exactly Exactly. Yeah.
2: exactly
0: Thanks. well kayla <laughs> what's going on in kayla world
2: my EO, EO world? Okay, I'm going to yes. start with my ao. My ao was that I was sick as hell and I did not want to do anything. Um, and I have been like cranking away trying to finish these um, 16 hours worth of content courses. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to I see just, them. I could not even look at my screen. My head, my throat, my everything was just destroyed. Yeah. So um became really not fun for me but then my EO I um talked to my favorite friend over at study notes ABA and we decided to partner up for these courses oh wow Yay. so that kind of like picked me into gear and I'm feeling better now after being told that I'm an ancient artifact by my doctor um <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that yeah <laughs> that um i have a little pep in my step to to crank out the last like 6 hours that i have left so
0: that's,
2: that's awesome later. so these are going to be ceus they are yeah they i initially are. i initially had a really hard time figuring out how to make them ceus because right. my background um is in clinical psychology and sociology and industrial right. psych so i was like a lot of what I was teaching was grounded in the principles of um, personality and temperament and things like that. Cool. Right. Uh, but then, you know, after talking to to Liat, it was kind of like, you know, I can, there are ways that we can turn this into behavioral principles. There's a right. ton of stuff that we can weave into there that BCBAs are probably dying to learn about that we never sure. get to learn about. So. Yeah. Exactly. Um, major EO there, so that was a major win for me.
1: <laughs> I can't oh, wait exciting. until those come out. Like yeah, I start yeah, posting it,
2: exciting. and I'm like, I need to
1: take those.
2: Like I need it.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, i mean,
2: I'm really. Pro- I mean, I don't toot my horn often, but like I have just, I've been bleeding, and literal tears and sweat have gone into this, and it's just, yeah, they're, they're topics I'm so fascinated by and so interested in that I feel like. Um, had to take a back seat when I became a BCBA. So it's just been a fun fun turnaround.
0: Can you talk about a little bit, like summarize what the CEU is going to be about?
2: Yeah. So the first course is called the People Passport, and it is all (laughs) about navigating relationships with stakeholders, um, specifically caregivers, but stakeholders um, involving outside providers. So like occupational therapists, speech therapists, social workers, anybody that a BCBA has to kind of work with um, where we are notoriously we become very difficult to work with because we lack those soft skills. So in the people passport, we learn all about our own personality traits, how our temperament affects our communication style and how to get like a quick read on the other person's personality traits so that we're better able to provide feedback and receive feedback in a way that like creates a partnership rather than something that's, you know, so heavily focused on well, show me the data and prove to me that you're right type of thing.
0: Right. Oh, I right. love that. I'm definitely I love to take that. that.
2: Yeah. 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 I and the um the second course is all about leadership and navigating difficult conversations and conflict resolution. So People that are clinical directors or that are in a leadership position within their company, they learn all of the skills around like negotiation skills, which I think people pertain to like, oh, that has to do with a ski mask in a hostage situation, right? <laughs> right. So there's a ton of foundational principles of negotiation that are really mm-hmm. important for all of us right. to learn when we're having conversations as professionals, So we learn a lot of those. Personality is still a huge part of it. Um, But we learn kind of the nuances of giving and receiving feedback in ways where we're almost rewiring how um, groupthink works or like a herd mentality
0: works.
2: Oh, yeah. I think that's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, it's really exciting.
0: Yeah, I'm definitely going to do that, those CEUs. I feel like... Being a leadership role it feels so foreign to me. I was just talking to my husband about right. this. When someone says, "Oh, my boss is here," and they're talking about me, it feels really weird to hear yeah. that, and almost uncomfortable for me. Um, me and too. I know, no, we're colleagues. We're, I'm not your boss, not, like you know, like no, right. we're coworkers. Like no, I don't, right. I don't like that feeling of like position of power <laughs> or authority, and I don't like people to feel nervous around me or right. to act any different around me. So I. I don't know if it's that imposter syndrome, like we we're talking about, Ashley, like just not feeling unworthy right. of that leadership position or it's I don't I am more of like, let's be more of like communal and like, let's be collaborative and let's work mm-hmm. on this case together versus me telling you what to do. So I, I think I could definitely right. use that leadership course for sure.
2: Yeah. yeah. You know, it's like we're not also we're also not trained in anything related to no. leadership. It's almost an assumption that when we go in, you're a BCBA now, so Mm -hmm. you're in a supervisory role. So all of a sudden, you go from this in-the-trenches, hands-on type of role to having to learn to delegate, coach, support certain people. And those are all really explicit skills the same way that we learn anything else in Cooper, Exactly. Um, For some reason, it's overlooked. And it's a notion that you're a BCBA, you should know how to do this. And I think that's where a lot of imposter syndrome comes from is the complete lack of training. And there's a lot of skills involved in leadership that none of us are told about.
0: Yeah, that's really true. I know we have like our ethics code and like, you know, how to to supervise, but it's so vague. We take an eight hour little course that bullshit like you what do you what I don't even reta- exactly what did I retain from that I don't even know like what was really retained from that little course so I think we do need more of that in our field because it, it's true once you're a BCBA you're gonna be uh, in that in that supervisor role regardless if you're doing OBM or the, the yeah. traditional and autism community wherever like sector you go into you're gonna be in that role of leadership
2: mm-hmm. so it's yeah mm-hmm. we need more of
0: that Wh- when is that gonna be like when's
2: like the launch the big thing. Um, We're hoping for mid to end July. Oh, um, no, I'm yeah, probably we. like way premature in announcing this. I already told Liat, I was like, <laughs> I'm just going to say it today, girl. So we're going to get yes. it. <laughs> Sorry, Liat.
0: <laughs> no, yeah. it's an EO.
2: Set that EO high so we right. can get exactly, it done. Exactly. I feel like deadlines, I don't know about you guys, but like for me, I don't do well with vague timeframes. So I mean, if someone tells me nope. like, Oh, I just we need to get this done soon. My no. husband is notorious for this. Like, yeah, oh, we're gonna we'll leave soon. That could mean two minutes or, or in 18 days. Like yep. I yeah. give yep. me an exact time, a deadline. Exactly. And that's when I like under pressure, I feel like is when I operate yeah. at like same. my highest, most proficient rate. Yeah, so same uh, way. I feel like we're all in a good position to crank this out.
0: Yeah. Okay. That's so exciting. exciting. We can, like, go into professionalism and talk about that, Ooh. and I think, yeah. it, you know, we can transition that pretty easily because as supervisors, as BCBAs, we are appalled um, to, like, just professionalism, like, guideline but what is that guideline like what is professionalism especially with today's day and age where like morals and our political views are saying pronouns all these different things are now like intertwined in professionalism um and i'm like well who made this rule like who told us that this is what professionalism is so i guess kayla what do you think professionalism means for a bcba
2: it's hard to say because the baseline and the goalpost moves so yes, often, Yeah, right? exactly. Yep. Um, when I was a clinician, before I was a BCBA, I was working in a psychiatric hospital. I was told that I had to cover every single one of my tattoos. And I see that all three of us are tattooed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I can't see this, but I have tattoos on my hands. And I was told that I even had to put concealer on those. Oh wow! And this was four years ago. That's crazy. And now, what the are you? What scene are you in? Illinois. Wow, that's surprising. Yeah, yeah. So, and it could have just been the nature um, of of the ward that I was in. I was dealing with acute psychiatric conditions, so okay. really, really severe um, right. schizophrenia and things that could, I guess, easily be set off by right, right, uh, yeah. I guess, artwork on your body. But working in a clinic, in a clinic, I was working in a clinic that was run by someone that was Muslim. And Uh, 80% of the clientele uh, and staff were all Muslim. So when they saw my tattoos, it was very like a, a huge culture shock. There. Right, right. Um, That's true, yeah. But nobody told me to cover it up, which I thought was actually really surprising. Mm-hmm. So then the issue becomes professionalism outwardly, right? We have like mm-hmm. these dress codes yeah. that are like, don't wear Daisy Dukes and a crop top to work, right. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, but in <laughs> yeah, terms do of the the more. Uh, the the covert things like the things like attitude and your skill set or even how mm-hmm. you talk to people i don't think any of those things are even discussed like in, no. in my in my handbook any employee handbook i've ever read all it said was don't use profane language treat people with respect and mm-hmm. abide by the dress code yep um and we yep. see so many Um, really strong, almost like aggressive opinions and aggressive ways that BCBAs talk to each other. Uh And I'm like, we're sitting here telling some girl that her hot pink hair is unprofessional. But like, what about the way that we're speaking to each other? How is that professional? So I don't even know. Right. Right. It's professionalism.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Like, How do you operationally define professionalism? Exactly.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> it
0: seems like it just modeled behavior. Like whatever like your agency or whatever your like people that you're around are doing, then you start yeah. doing too. Like like I said yeah. like the pronoun thing, all of a sudden everybody in my agency has their pronouns in their signature. And yeah. and there was there was no like email that went out, there was no like meeting that we had. It was just like <laughs> modeled behavior. Like, oh, they have their pronouns. So now I need to do mine. And it just seems like that is the way our culture is shifting. It's like however the masses is thinking is how we think and that's what that's the new standard. That's the new norm. And if you ask any questions, then you're on the outs. You're not professional anymore. Um right, so right. that's that's like what how can you tell us how to be when there's nothing written, there's no code, there's no like agreements. It's just like whatever the masses are doing that we need to do that as well. So I know that you had spoke on your stories, Kayla, that you were mm-hmm. denied a off, offer for a contract for the school, uh, a school contract. Yeah. So I wanted to bring that up because was it professionalism that was kind of the reason why they revoked that offer?
2: I believe so. I believe so. So I have my own company. So this was a contract that had um we had initially agreed upon so yeah. there was nothing they were like let's do this let's go into it and then i hear probably 3 4 days later in an email mind you like mm-hmm. no phone call no face to face which i'm all about right um, very very vague very short one sentence we saw your social media and we don't believe that you're a good fit for us because mm-hmm. our views are too different um mm-hmm. to which i replied you know i said you know, differences in opinion are needed for yeah, absolutely. Any change to occur across any science, because if absolutely. we're all thinking alike, then none of us are actually doing any thinking. Exactly. Right. Um, then where's the philosophical doubt? It Totally. Yep. And, exactly. you know, I could see if I was posting things on my social media, like really profane, just totally inappropriate. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Your OnlyFans was and, there? Yeah. <laughs> like,
0: you know, well, we, can that. we can talk about that too yeah, exactly
2: <laughs> i was posting my asshole on, on social media okay. um, i was calling professional people out which i never do i never post anything that anybody else says and slams it right um, right which that's been done to me um i was just really taken aback by that but at the same time i saw it as you know what if If someone is that unwilling to see my point of view, then this is probably a relationship that would have never worked anyway. Exactly. Right, right. Um, Exactly. But I mean, in the professionalism regard, they probably viewed me as unprofessional because my views are kind of considered outliers um, Mm -hmm. in the big picture of what's trendy to say.
1: Yeah, right, exactly. That means, to me, I feel like for our field specifically, we're like expected to be chameleons in that of like, okay, well, yeah. with yeah. this family, I act this way. Like, I had a client whose family, both his parents, were military, been to Iraq um like super down to earth chill people my boyfriend was in it was in the marines at the time we bonded on that like his mom would show me fucking memes, like jesus memes and like be like are oh, you religious like, this, <laughs> this is so funny like when i was over like it was just like super chill right but if i didn't re- like if i didn't reciprocate that we wouldn't have paired no she didn't think i was unprofessional but then i've worked with clients where like i had to wear like full sleeves. Couldn't show my tattoos because it would upset the parents. I couldn't wear my shoes in the house. Like I had to speak very like professionally, quote unquote, like very respectfully. Not that I'm ever disrespectful, but every family takes professionalism differently. If I were to act like that in this other family's house, they probably would have been like, oh, she's like a stuck up bitch. Like what the fuck's wrong with this girl? But then if I acted the way I acted in their house at the other family's house, they would have thought I was like white trash. So like I couldn't like I couldn't do either of the other So now it's like we have our Instagrams, and it's like, do we have to like be nervous that somebody's going to find us because they're like, oh shit? But when she's at my house or when we're in the office, like she's this, she doesn't say the f word. But then I saw her Instagram, and she said, "fucking asshole," and now I'm like, I can't work with her anymore. Like we're still human beings, exactly, exactly. Yeah, Yeah, the social
0: media it just brings a whole another like aspect of this. Um, Like just a quick side story: when I was 18, I got hired to be like a teacher assistant at a preschool um so i was hired by the dish the school district um when i was 18 i was fucking crazy so i told
2: like (laughs) so i had
0: like pictures like of me like hitting the bong like a gas (laughs) mask like just like not No, like, I do not. I should not have been posting that on my social media. But I was 18 years old. They did like a social media check. And they're like, Oh, we saw you (laughs) with the picture with the gas mask on. So we can't, you know, we're gonna not hire you. And you're probably never gonna get hired in the district. So that okay, I understand, like, you should not be putting that on social media. So that was like my first reality check. When I was 18 years old, do not post that type of things on your social media, because your, you know, your employer can look you up and there you are, like, looking oh really impressed. So that I totally understand or like showing your asshole. I totally understand. But when it comes to like your views or even like with your background in your past, I talk about that a lot with my family. Yeah. Like, people may think it's unprofessional that I talk about my my dad's a drug addict, my dad's in prison or my mom, all those things that I talk about, they may feel like, oh, like, she's unprofessional, but to me, no, that's who I am. That's my past. That's that's me as a, as a human being. But when it comes into like what I do in my career and how I, how I talk to my clients or whatever, like that's a totally different beast. So I don't think you should be judged on those things. So I think there is a, a line that we need to dance on. Like, I don't think we need to be like putting all of our business out there, but when it comes to like Kayla's Instagram, when it's all about her views on her career As a professional, I think that's totally – that should not waver how you feel about her or how how she does her job.
2: Right. And and to me, if I was on the other side of this, because I always try – when I feel myself getting really heated, I'm like, you know what, let me make sure that – I'm going to come up with an argument against me for every single side. That'll mm-hmm. help me better understand other yeah. person's perspective. Right. Um, and I guess what I did end up coming up with was there may be some fear around what if a parent sees this? What, mm-hmm. if, yeah. what if a colleague or someone sees this and they feel all of a sudden like, oh, wow, this person is she's she's really strong in her beliefs and it's making my right. it own beliefs but even that being said, talk to me about it. I'm exactly. considering myself someone easy to talk to. And I kind of pride myself and my courses literally are grounded in having effective, difficult conversations. Yep. Right. That that strengthen a relationship. Like these these conversations aren't to like rip each other's head off and turn into a debate. It's more about mm-hmm. hey, I'm open to any questions you have. But I mean, I wasn't even given that opportunity. It literally, exactly. was, we don't like it. You're too different. So goodbye. Right. Um, this was really disappointing. Actually, and I, th- I think that it's I think whole- think that's where we're at as a field. Yeah, I think it's yeah.
0: hypocritical when um, agencies and companies, like in their mission statement, they talk about diversity
2: and yes. how they, you know what yeah. I mean, like oh, we
0: were, we are like we want diversity in our company, but what the type of diversity is not different thoughts. The type of diversity they want is different races or different types of genders or sexualities. But when it comes to opinions, they don't want diversity for that. So it's like critical. So I I think that that's something that needs to be said and uh, it should be welcome. Like we should not all think the same. Like you said, if Mm -hmm. we're not for all thinking the same, there's no thinking being done. Yeah.
2: I mean, look at Skinner, like would Skinner have, Developed any of these theories by just going along with what his predecessors did. I, exactly. I don't, we would not have gotten anywhere without no. a difference in opinion. Like that, yep. that is the, that literally is the linchpin to understanding further perspectives. I mm-hmm. mean, like, have you guys seen the movie or heard of the movie Stepford Wives? No, I've heard of it. Yeah. It literally is about all of these women that are basically like trained. They're a bunch of Barbie dolls in this society where they all have to act, dress, speak the exact same way. And I guess the overall purpose of the movie was kind of, um, a hit against like, this is what female like oppression against females feels like. Right. Um, and I, I actually, I kind of used the background of the Stepford wives in one of my reels on Instagram, um, to kind of like make a little jab at all of these people that were telling right. you you're too different. You have to conform to us. And I, I just, I have a hard time with this idea of like social lubrication, like let's just loop (laughs) this over so it's a smooth glide (laughs) for everybody, but that smooth glide is avoidance behavior. Right. Yes. And no clinician on earth would ever tell you that the best way to deal with triggering or or difficult things is Mm -hmm. to avoid it. Consistently. Exactly. Well,
1: I don't, I feel like there are clinicians that will tell you to do that because. Well, state, nowadays, yes. all these yeah, Oh, yeah, for sure. Apparently uh, traumatic. I saw someone yeah. on Instagram yesterday saying a, um, extinction is a traumatic way to Okay, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, I'm laughing. <laughs> extinction is a traumatic way to battle escape maintained behaviors. We don't have to use extinction anymore. This needs to be taken out of ABA. And I was According like, to who, who exactly. the fuck is traumatized by that? I'll tell you something that'll traumatize you. You want to have a fucking live chat? Because I'll tell right. you some stories, bitch. I'll show you trauma. Like, you exactly. know what I mean? Like, exactly. what the fuck? I am not traumatized by. Not being allowed to leave a situation because I was being right. a little brat, that's exactly. not what traumatized me in my childhood, I'll tell you that. So Total. it's just like, so I feel like that's a problem too. In our field, is like people mm-hmm. want to eliminate things, and I'm like, that's the problem here, like, really? Yeah. The problem is extinction, or like we're allowing avoidance and escape, mm-hmm. maintained behaviors, like, since when, mm-hmm. why.
0: It- it's a lot of uh, virtue signaling. Like, look at me. I'm, I am so compassionate and I care so much. Like we should just take it easy. No extinction. It's, it's not real. I don't think they really know what they're saying. Honestly, when they say these things, I feel like there's like these, um, these trendy words that you can just add trauma or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, they just sound cool and they get all this praise from these other people that are on that same boat and it just kind of perpetuates this whole this whole right. issue of taking away extinction like there's so many different instances where extinction works and where it's needed so
1: 100%. what about those times you
0: know it's just yeah. it just sounds cool they just probably they feel good about saying it
1: and they get this social reinforcement of being Because I'll see posts like that. And then you see the SLPs and the OTs coming in like, oh, wow, this is the type of provider I want to work with. So it's like, oh, they're professional, right? Yes. To me, I'm like you're actually a fake fucking bitch. Because what's the bit? <laughs> what is their FCT level? What is right. their yeah. what is their vocal level? What is their right. vocal behavior? Where are they on the VB map? What where is their v- what are their verbal operants at? Because if you yeah. can't functionally communicate at all, if we don't even got a fucking two second eye gaze going on, I can't teach you how to appropriately demand exactly. to fucking leave the room. So exactly. where are we starting? But you're over here yep. talking about trauma. And all this shit. You might be working with a non-vocal two-year-old who's day three in surfaces. What? Right. Like, yeah, it I, just doesn't make sense.
0: Yeah, I seen. Um, what was it? Someone said that the token board is
2: traumatizing. Oh, fucking seriously. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like, like I feel like a lot of these, um, professional propagandas and professional mm-hmm. agendas. Like, mm-hmm. it is my professional ethical duty mm-hmm. to sure that I uphold X, Y, Z. And so let's right. friends like we can't use extinction. We can't use X, Y, Z, whatever. Um, I think that all of that is masking the fact that these people just seem to want to attack others who's, mm-hmm. who's differ from theirs. Right. You know, yeah. Like, your cancel culturees, like right, right like right. cancel culture vultures that um really their sole purpose is to win, right? And right, when we right. go into any exactly. discussion wanting to win or wanting to be right, there will never be a resolve in that. And I think exactly. professionally, that's where a lot of us are struggling too. Um but, like, you know, I, I hate to see all of these things like trauma informed and we do hands off only and we do hand underhand. I don't even know what that means. What is that? <laughs> these things are all masks and being termed as adversity and advocacy. Right. There is no advocacy. If you have to make sure that you slam 80 people yep. to advocate for yourself, that is not advocacy. That is right, just. No. You being on a self righteous path and somehow some personal need of yours is clearly unmet.
1: (laughs) Yeah. No, for real. It doesn't make any sense. Hand under (laughs) hand. I'm thinking hand under hand. That sounds like something on OnlyFans that you'll find. That's wild. Exactly. (laughs) Hand under under hand.
2: Now can just be turned into like. The things that I hear, it's like we we can't use the word aggression anymore because it has a negative connotation. Why are we running away from negative connotation? Yeah, it Why is are fucking we not negative. Talking about it, the
1: kids right. you in the fucking face—that's not positive. I'm telling you. Yeah, right. and
2: then here's, <laughs> here's the ultimate thing to me. Okay, um, did you guys watch um, Love on the Spectrum on Netflix? I watched the first season. I didn't okay. watch the new one. The second season in the U.S. And you know what? One of the participants who is an autistic adult started following me on Instagram and she liked my posts. Cute.
1: So I thought
2: that was interesting because I was like, okay, so here we have an autistic adult that does not find the angry analyst traumatizing, right. rude, or all the other toxic things I've been called. Right. But does her voice matter as much as someone with a huge Instagram following who has told exactly. me that? I'm right. and exactly. And how professional is that? How professional exactly. is it? Like this, this cognitive tunneling that we do, where we mm-hmm. only focus on like these really trivial details right, that right. line with our own motivation, and then we discredit all the other stuff. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I, I thought those was the other thing
0: what is the biggest thing that like you feel like your opinion differs like from the masses?
2: I think that the biggest thing is how I see ABA delivered in mm-hmm. the, um, the, the grossly pres- over-prescribing of hours. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the intensity of services, the fact that everything is very much focused around um overly accommodating a disability rather than empowering really? this person with skills i think mm-hmm. that's where we differ a lot because um you know for one i've always been an advocate for like parent training goes such a long way That's what I do. I don't really have direct RBTs like and these clients, I've seen massive progress in six weeks. Whereas when I worked at agencies for two years, these kids like barely mastered any of their targets. Um, And so a lot of companies, you know, that's how they get their revenue. We all have to work. We all have to make money somehow. So I do have respect in that regard. Right. Um, so I think that's really troublesome for companies when they see me send in insurance forms where I'm requesting, you know, six hours a week. Right. <laughs> <It's like> 40.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Which is crazy, like how those opinions that you have really make a difference if they're going to work with you or not. Because they're not like crazy yeah. opinions where you think pe- kids need to get like locked up in the closet or they starve right. them or like your opinions are not so outlandish. So it's it's crazy that those opinions actually affect how people see you as a professional um, yeah. because it's it's really not that crazy. I think, yeah, parent training does go a long way. And I think we do need to have, I think we had this conversation last time that our parents need to know exactly what we're doing yeah. Um, in order for the progress to be generalized and maintained. Um, because without the parents, they're only going to – the BCBAs and the RBTs are the only ones that are going to have that instructional control. Yeah, Right. And
1: I think it's not even just with parents, though. I think for us, like, our role should be more as educators rather than direct service providers. The goal should be mm-hmm. to fade out because yep, our teachers absolutely. and our SLPs and our OTs hate us until – They need us because I've had so many SLPs tell me, I really need you to come because I can't get through session without, if you're not here, because mom says that when you're at the home, he doesn't act like this. And I'm like, that's funny because your whole community talks fucking shit about us all day. But now that you need me there, now you like me. And then, but then they don't want to learn what we have to offer. So like these skills, like you said, are not generalizing. Mm -hmm. Because if if I go to whatever environment it is, the instructional control is going to be there. But if you're not mastering that across environments and across people, exactly, nothing is going to get better. And then the data reflects when I'm there because now it's like, okay, I'm at zero for all problem behaviors. I've mastered – all of these things, but then your parent is still complaining to your supervisor that like when, oh, well, when Ashley leaves, like this and this happens, like, what do I Mm -hmm. do? And it's like, okay, well, I have it in my program to parent train with you. I remind you every 30 minutes I'm here for five hours a day, seven days a week that we need to, you know, tackle our targets together. Let me know when Mm -hmm. you're ready. And you are sitting on your phone on the couch on Instagram or playing video games. Like, what am I supposed to do at that point? It doesn't right. make any sense. Like, I just I don't get why people don't want to work with us. But then we get all this backlash on how we don't work well with people. It's like, well, we fucking try. And just from my experience anyway, I get so much negative pushback from parents, from teachers working in this school last this last year. Like, I explained to people what I did and they were like, oh, that's why you guys come in our classrooms. That's what you're supposed to be doing. And I'm like, what the fuck do you think we're doing when we come in here? Like, yeah. But but I was like, to be honest, like if I came here just as an RBT or as a BCBA and I wasn't your colleague for the past six months, if I came into your classroom and tried to adjust some things for you, you would give me a fucking attitude and you wouldn't want to hear what I have to say. And I'd have to sit in there for three, four months at a time watching you shit on me. And then wait for you to finally take some feedback from me. And it takes years to build that. But you already know me and I you come to me now for advice and you implement it and it works. And it's like,
2: why does it why
1: does it have to take that long? Like, I don't understand.
2: Mm -hmm. It's a total systems issue um, because Mm -hmm. I had a similar situation where Um, I did have a school contract a few months ago and it was really short. I was covering a maternity leave and, you know, Mm. I wanted to make sure going in, like what, what are my expectations here? Because are you going to allow me to kind of, do what I believe in because what I'm reading from this behavior analyst that I'm covering for, I don't necessarily agree with how she wrote things. It doesn't mean she's wrong and it doesn't mean that I'm right. But what I'm saying is that our opinions are different. And I'm told, you know what? You can kind of go off and do your own thing. But then as soon as I started doing that, everyone was like, well, that's not the way so-and-so did it. And then I was kind of like ousted because nobody really asked me any questions about my point of view. So right. I, I felt more like I was just plugged in. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> um, right. And then, and then my, you know, obviously my opinions can seem very different from the norm. Right. So when I seem, I don't throw it all at people at one time. I'm very careful about my audience. Right. Uh, right. But it can seem like a big culture shock, you know, Kayla coming in being like, Holy shit, this mm-hmm. <laughs> what planet did this girl come from? Um, and then that's where like that ethical bullying comes into place. It's like, right. well, I read in the ethics code that you're not allowed to do that. And what you're saying has nothing to do with what Greg Hanley said in his oh treatment. So it was <laughs> it was Greg a Hanley. really difficult <laughs> Rocky relationship from the beginning that we honestly like, we our contract ended early because we were just never able to come to a consensus,
0: right? Yeah, and I think your course, how you have the, the personality, um, the people pass, I think that course <laughs> could help us with both of these issues here, like what right, you're talking right. about, Ashley, working with different people and working with different professionals, working with parents, working with schools, because yeah, everyone has their own personality and their own. Communication style. So I, like Kayla is saying, you can't just like throw it out on anybody. You have to really understand, like, okay, what is this person? How, where do they stand? How can I come at them in a way where they're going to hear me? Um, right. Because if you just start spewing your opinions and what your thoughts are, a lot of people will shut down and just not even they'll stop listening to you. Because right. at yeah. the first sentence, they're like, "No, I don't like what this girl's saying. Everything that she says is not valid anymore." So I think that, yeah, that people pass, I think it's going to be helpful for
2: a lot of us. I I hope so, too. And, you know, it's like it's funny. It's I feel like there are if we go into every conversation acting like we don't know anything at all. Like, we go in with the idea like I have no idea what I'm talking about, even though we might. We might not even respect this person as a person, but we respect we have to have some level of I respect the fact that we're both here and we're both willing to be here for like a shared purpose. And right. I think that there are kind of like four truths that can be in every conversation, right? Yeah, there's my version of the truth, there's mm-hmm. your version of the truth. there's a shared truth mm-hmm. and then there's the actual truth right right and a lot of times those four things are so far apart from each other and so maybe a conversation that we start off with instead of saying okay I'm a BCPA here's the bip and you're all going to follow it right. maybe our first conversation is how can we figure out what our shared truths are and try to find some alignment in that so that yeah. we can go right. from there because we could save ourselves a lot of headaches Mm-hmm. um and a lot exactly. of resentment that you know ashley and me and probably alex that we all have felt at some point yeah right exactly uh and this
0: is so random but i've been watching i've been like binge watching survivor and i still <laughs> watched- oh i did
1: too oh my <laughs> God, i did like I- season 31 or something whatever's on netflix i oh yeah 37
0: did you watch yes. the one
1: no but i don't know really <laughs> okay it. it's fine
0: <laughs> okay it's nick oh really what? I love Christian, though, in that season.
1: Oh, my God. So funny. Okay. I, I, <laughs>
0: a little awkward. <laughs> I, I know. I, he's so, but I think he's so smart. Um, no, but he I've been, Yeah. I've been binge watching Survivor, and I feel like th- having those skill sets of knowing, like, what is the shared truth can mm-hmm, build, yeah. like, strong alliances. Kayla, you should go on Survivor.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I will build sandcastles in your mind, and all of us are going to survive. Yeah, be oh the weak link. I
0: promise. I want to go on Survivor it. so bad. I don't, I'm like, I'm gonna make a video. Like, I've, <laughs> I, I, I'm like, been binge watching and I'm like, oh, this is so cool. As a behavior analyst, you have such a like, like a one up, and then like taking yeah. these other courses, understanding personality, communication yeah. style, and not coming out because I find like on Survivor a lot of people don't like the quote-unquote, leader of the group. They find that person as, like, a target because they're too demanding. They're trying to call shots. And it's, like, Mm -hmm. off-putting. But it's the person that's a little sneaky that doesn't um, actually call the shots but has somebody else, like, kind of call the shots or kind of behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. That person ends up going pretty far. So I just, like, that reminded me of that right now. Like, if you can talk to people in a way where you're not, like, just shouting at them or telling them instead of, like, trying to find, like, some type of common ground. Mm -hmm. I think that's how you form like those genuine relationships and that trust. And you can build on that and, you know, do amazing things. But I guess professionals, we need those alliances and those that trust with our team or for our clients, because our clients often have OT, speech, sometimes PT, the SPED, the psychologist, whatever. They oftentimes has a huge team. And so we all need to work collaboratively, regardless of how whatever your data says or whatever your BIP says, like you need to see what, what they think and f- how can we kind of work this out together? Cause it's, right, yeah. it's the client, it's the client's benefit ultimately. Yeah.
2: I tell everyone that um, works with me, it's not your choice to challenge me. It's your obligation to challenge me.
0: I love that. And I, love I, love I feel that. like
2: in the beginning, it puts everybody in a state <laughs> where like, okay, the gloves are coming off and that's not in a bad way. It's that like, Kayla is okay with having everything she says be questioned because it shows people that, you know what, I'm vulnerable. I'm willing to put myself out there and I'm willing to make mistakes in front of you. And that will draw everybody in so that we're all kind of okay with feeling discomfort. It almost kind of, Mm -hmm. I don't want to say it eliminates the discomfort around really hard things. But it puts us – we're almost like preempting a lot of these conversations. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's like normalizing it. It's okay to feel – yeah, it's okay to feel discomfort. It's okay to not agree with me. It's okay to – you confront me about it. And Mm -hmm. I think it's awesome that you're willing to hear those other opinions and accepting that not everybody's going to agree with you. I think that's what most people are missing in today's world is like they are not okay with being wrong and they're so married to their – ideas and they're married to like these thoughts that they're not there's no room for change when you try to have these conversations they just shut you down because there's no they don't have that capacity to kind of shift or evolve it's just like no this is who I am this is what I stand for this is my identity anything you say is challenging who I am but it's like no you guys have to understand that's not your identity like it's okay to change your thoughts it's okay to change your mind Mm-hmm. And, and that's a cute, I mean, I know Ashley and I, we want to have a, I'll probably bring you back, Kayla. We want to
2: have another yes, conversation. Come on, baby. It. Let's do this. We'll just add <laughs> you. Three, three BAs on a pod. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, man, don't tease me. I'm like running <laughs> whoa. Alan, what do you say, baby? <laughs> Are you going to start a podcast? I don't know, actually. I feel like I've been pouring so much um, into these courses. I mean, Jesus, it is so, yeah. I mean, this is like literally, it's 16 hours right. of content. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. Um, there's a lot of like infographics and worksheets and reflection right. like, prompts to go with each one. So I don't know when I would ever be able to do that. But, hey, if you guys wanted to pair up, I'm down, baby. Yeah, Yay. no, I love
0: talking to you. But we yeah. want to do a, a episode on, like, mass psychosis. I don't know. If we- <gasps> yeah. Oh, yeah. Mass yeah. hysteria yeah. and mass Yes. What? We yeah. are so interested in that, especially with, like, the pandemic and the COVID and – the yeah. vaccines and all this crazy stuff so I think like that would be such a great topic to talk to you with as well because yes. you have that technical background yeah. um because yes. we're like super interested I'm like we need to do a research because I don't know too much I just know like anecdotally like people are fucking crazy and people yeah. are easily convinced yeah. um yeah. I mean uh, I've people that I know like, personally, like Since when do you have these strong opinions? Since when do you care about your health so much? Like you fucking eat little McDonald's and
2: like (laughs) it's it's the same shit with ABAI, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Here's where I had an issue with ABAI. Everyone thought that okay. Number one, I made it very fucking clear. I would never shock a human being like that is super fucked up. Okay, I like who would actually ever say that out loud as especially as a behavior animal. Like you think I want my license revoked? Like even if I believe that, right, 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 publicly. Number one. Number two. Just acknowledging that something exists does not mean that I'm encouraging it. And everyone right. it as like, oh, my God, Kayla said that there's another perspective that yeah. means that she must condone it. I'm like, you know what? Exactly. All of you people came out of the fucking woodwork when it was time for ABAI. And then as soon as the ABAI was over, Where the fuck I fuck haven't are you? seen anything.
0: It, that's, that oh is mind. a what?
2: It doesn't, what also doesn't make sense is they
1: didn't even get a chance. Like, where is the discussion? I, I can't, exactly. I don't, I can't find there it. None. And, exactly. And none. it's like, there is a BCBAD working there. Do you not think the board would step in and fucking shut that shit down? It, I, okay. Exactly. Watch out, Ashley, because I'm about to get canceled. You're going to be two VAs on odd pod with just <laughs> you. <can>. But <laughs>
2: okay. it's like,
1: what? Like, if you don't even trust our board, I'm not, I wouldn't shock anyone either personally but i will also say i've never worked with a fucking an aggressive 17 year old who's almost 300 pounds and is about to fucking kill me
2: you know what i'm saying so you
1: don't know and it's like if there's a bcbad there they're putting their credentials on the website the board knows where the fuck they work don't you think if something was going on like what we did see happening in 2000 and 2002 that got released on the internet which is horrifying If that was still going on right now, you don't think the board would be all up in that shit and that person would not be a BCBAD anymore on the website? Like, that's what doesn't make sense to me. It's like, God, you didn't even let these people fucking talk. Exactly. Exactly. So how am I going to judge them? I'm not going to judge what they're doing because I don't fucking know what they're doing because you all fucking ruined it for us to figure it out. Everyone
2: jumped down ABAI's throat. And it's like, you know what? Why are you treating ABAI as if they are holding the fucking shocker and shocking. Yeah, people. exactly. I had nothing to do with the yep. Judge Rotenberg Center, simply allowing them. And J- Jonathan Tarbox is one of the most, I he, I respect that dude more than most people in this field. Right, And he has been on the board of ABAI for years. So it's not like this was something that came as some huge shock. Like, yeah, he did. We saw screenshots of his email saying that, you know, I am... Um, stepping down from my position, right? Um, was I know. Just- I was like, what is this leak? <laughs> like, this tells me that. Yeah, no really. First of all, what?
1: <laughs> we're all up in these emails, like it's Hillary Clinton. What's happening?
2: Yeah, <laughs> and like, I, I just don't understand where all of these opinions came from. Where it was like, I can't understand how anybody could just be at ABAI and yep. actually look like they were enjoying themselves. It's they like we did i wanted to go i just didn't go because it was expensive (laughs) like one thing being really hard to see and hear about doesn't mean that you have to ruin the rest of the experience exactly exactly vital to people right yeah i hate that that is so important like
0: what know the content know what have a discussion before you make the judgment because we have no idea how intense the shock is we don't know how often the shock is we don't know anything so it needs to be discussed we need to have the knowledge before we just start and everyone's on the bandwagon on you know on their stories on their feed talking about talking shit and saying how disgusted they are and how it's sending us back and yada 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 but i'm like i'm not gonna say anything because i have no idea i right i'm just not gonna i'm not gonna talk about it
1: and as like as scientists, it is our obligation to be unbiased. I don't give a fuck if that pisses you off. You want to label yourself as a scientist. You need to remove whatever biases and opinions that you have on the surface and listen exactly. and read and look at that data. Look at that experimental design. Read the abstract. Read the actual Data, read it, listen to the person talking to you, ask questions, have your philosophical doubt, but
2: don't go in there with this biased opinion.
1: You're a scientist.
2: Regardless of if the Judge Rotenberg Center shuts down, regardless of if um, collectively BCBAs were able to shut down ABAI, our it still stands that our reputation is tarnished and it has been for decades. So there's a lot of introspection that needs to be done. Um, and ABAI and the what happened at the JRC that's just an easy target point that deflects the accountability on our part, in my opinion. And
0: with that, I think that's it. Well. We'll leave it there. Kayla's probably going to be back. I think we might just have like a once a month with her. <laughs> I know, right? I love, I love it. I'm
2: down. A once a week is that okay?
0: A once a we're going to add her on. We fucking love her. Um, I'm excited for your CEUs. Definitely yes. will be attending. Are they going to be pre recorded or is it going to be
2: live? Um, because it's all bundled in like such a large amount, it'll probably uh-huh. all be pre recorded.
0: Okay, cool. well, that's I'm excited for that. So she said, mid July ish, end of July yeah. soon. So <laughs> you can you can find her. At, what was your website, or is it on Study Notes ABA
2: website? Yeah. yeah. So the CEUs will be on Study Notes A uh, Study com in their CEU section. So they will probably me and Study Notes will announce when to kind of cool. to register for that. Yeah, I'm so excited Great. for that.
0: So excited!
2: Cool. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Please
0: don't forget to subscribe wherever you're listening now. If you are on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review. Please, we really appreciate it. You guys can email us at abaonapod at gmail, and you can find me personally at Objective Outcomes on Instagram. I'm sorry, Kayla, give out your your little um, your Instagram and your website and whatever else how people can find you.
2: Yeah, my Instagram is the angry bx analyst and my website is www.theangrybehavioranalyst.com. We have made the official switch. Yay. The angry analyst becoming a full business um brand. I need a shirt awesome. and a hat. <laughs> exactly. Yes.
1: <laughs> and we will have that all on in our show notes too.
0: Sorry, you can do your Instagram, Ashley.
1: (laughs) Oh, it's just (laughs) behavior with Ash. I barely post on there anymore. So I'm so sorry, but
0: (laughs) But you you can can find find me there. Um,
1: Reach out to us. um, I answer the DMs. I do do that. So thank you, Ashley. Email me. I mean, if you DM me or DM us, I will answer. So don't worry.
0: (laughs) Yes. Let us know if you have episode topics, anything, even the cases that we do. We are open for ideas and suggestions. So thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Bye.